Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy and today I'm joined by my fellow uh, hosts, Jay and Amber. Hi! What's up, guys? And we've also got a uh, special guest, Car K-Pop, on with us this week. What's up, everyone? This is Car K-Pop, and I got Bryson. Am I supposed to speak? I hope so. <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, Cortro. Howdy. And Hamza. Hello. Hey. So to keep up with all of our content, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine, and uh, YouTube at The Craze for exclusive interviews as they come up. So, uh, Car K-Pop, you guys want to plug anything? Yeah, check out our channel, uh, youtube.com slash car kpop. That, that's basically the main one for me. And then Cortrell wants to shout out himself. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a Stray Kids channel called Stay Nation. Go check it out. I'm about to hit 500 subs soon. Let's go. Hey! Uh, how's everybody handling quarantine this week? Awful. What week is it on for you guys? <laughs> Forever. Forever. I haven't gotten that's the kiss of the homies goodnight in so long. You guys are counted? <laughs> At least, like releases keep happening so there are some things to do instead of stare at the wall mood how are we feeling about the uh looming iu sugar collaboration because i am shook oh that that's actually happening yeah yes yeah this quarantine's kind of pushed me away i'm out of the loop with a lot of k-pop stuff matt i feel like i'm more in the loop than you are right now i know you are (laughs) i don't even like k-pop like that but yeah i'm excited it should be good. I mean, I use like an amazing soloist that has this real unique voice that I love. I don't know if it's anything like um, Yoongi producing that song for Hayes last year, except he's actually fe- which was a banger. Yeah, I, I feel like Yoongi's features are always like bangers. There's no, um, I don't think it's guaranteed whether or not he's gonna feature. We just know that he's producing. Just stay, I'm just staying quiet because I will go off. He's exactly. my ultimate bias. So. <laughs> Yeah, if someone knows I use my female bias, so. If someone knows that he's featuring, then prove me uh, wrong, I guess. But I haven't heard anything about him featuring, just that he's going to produce. Well, even him just producing, like, because, I mean, like, that song I pointed out last year, the Haze with Geary Boy, and he produced that. That song was so good. Don't, wait, what was it? Don't, something about, anyone remember the name? I'm blanking on the name. We don't, we don't talk together. Yes, that, that was good. And he produced that. So I'm, I'm hyped for anything produced by Yungi. This is a good space. I like what all of you are saying right now. It's a safe place for Yungi stands. He's an amazing rapper, artist, everything. Like, I have no quorum with Yungi. Matt, can you say, uh, can you say his uh, solo name real quick? Okay, so uh, today uh, for article discussion, we're going to be talking about the uh, K-pop creator space. Car K-pop, how long have you guys been you know, in the, the YouTube game? Too long? Like four years? Uh, five years now, actually. It's yeah. been that long. Yeah, we, we started, what was it, August of 2015, or not August, October, October of 2015. October? Yeah, we started October of 2015, so it's coming up in five August. years. You're like the you're like the. I was thinking father. August D, okay? You just made me say that. Matt's getting old. But yeah, it's been like five years. So what, what made you want to like start producing the content or sort of get involved in the community in the way that you did? Oh, well, it all started. Wait, yeah. Matt, are we going to go like back to like the root root? Yeah, go for it, Brayson. How you? Take it back. All right, basically, me and Matt wanted to start a uh, YouTube channel. And we were talking about things from, like, podcasts to pranks to random stuff. I can't even remember anymore. So um, Matt was like, like skits oh. skits or something. Yeah, skits. And Matt was like, oh, 
uh, K-pop's kind of popping right now. So I was like, all right, I'm down for it. We record like two videos. They don't get uploaded because they're in the dark. And then the next ones we record, it was me, Matt. And, well, actually, wait, the first video was me, Matt, Hamza, and Cortrell. Basically, we just started recording. Matt uploaded them, and they just popped off for no reason. And here we are. Yeah, I'd always I'd been a fan of K-pop for like over a year before that. Um, so it's always something I was listening to. And I'm like, you know, reactions get quite a few thousand views. Why don't we try that? And I ended up just showing them K-pop. And then it all kind of downhilled from there, where Bryson's now stuck reacting to K-pop. Did you which say downhill? <laughs> 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 no, no, I feel. I mean, I love it, but I don't think Bryson does. Or I, a, I mean, of course, I, I, love I love it. Like I remember, you have to sh- you'd have to shove it down my throat for me to listen to it. But now I just listen to it on my own. Like it's not. See, I got at least one new fan for K-pop. That seems to be how it is. Like when you get into K-pop, people like refuse to be a part of it, and you have to shove it in their face. I mean, at least that's been my experience. Thank you, Matt. Unless you're dealing with someone like Bryson, or even shoving it in his face, he still doesn't do anything about it. <laughs> I feel like I immediately got like hooked onto it. I mean, I have. Hey, now I must stand up for Bryson. He does have his favorites. You told me you hated me. Hey, even if I don't like you, sometimes I'm still gonna stand up for you. Your love for Taeyong. And Lisa. Lisa. And G Dragon. I see a YG stand is here. Yikes! A very strong YG stand. <clears throat> We're not gonna get along very well. <laughs> you hate to see it. Oh, is it getting hot in here? Is it just me? I have complained about YG constantly i feel like on this podcast since oh don't get me wrong i i, oh, yeah. I still complain about why the company is crap he, he just likes some of the artists okay that's fine i'm just i have so much to say there. <laughs> i have very strong opinions about yg so do i oh yeah we we we, constantly... we even did a video kind of so car k-pop originally started in the car but most recently they moved to an indoor studio what prompted the move matt you can only get a certain amount of quality from a car. And we kind of had the same quality for about four years at that point. And Bryson's just kind of passed along. Hey, you know what might be the next step to like actually like, you know, like look at all like the popular creators on YouTube. It's like they all have like this really high end quality type of thing. So maybe we should try to go for the same type of look. But no, I, mean, I love it. I, I love the. At least not it, look cool. in my it looks cool. It looks cool, and we don't get really sweaty in the summer now, does it? <laughs> I What's mean, you guys me? are doing pretty well for yourselves with over 27 million views. I say that it's not going downhill. You guys are just trucking along. Under the radar, usually, but yeah. Thank you, though, for the shout-out. I, I don't really think about how many views. It's kind of in the back of my mind. Like It's like, oh, wait, we really do have that many views. Man, I'm just happy to hit 40,000. By the way, Cortrell's talking about his Stay Nation channel. He has 40,000 views on that. Okay, I was about to say, Woo! I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we, we have way more than 40,000 views with Carcapa. Hey, man, I'm trying over here. We stand all creators in this house, okay? The ones who are in it for the real reasons. Speaking of the reasons, there is a like an idea within the fandom that not everyone who becomes a K-pop creator is in it for the right reasons. Oof. What do you all have to think about that? Oh, we're 100% agree. agree. I feel like that's become more prominent in like the last couple years, especially though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially like because of the, uh, the freaking boom of BTS going like international becoming essentially like the biggest musical artist in the world. It's just drawn so many people trying to like grab onto their fame and be like, Oh, I can use them to further the success in my career on YouTube or something like that. 
I, that's the way I see it. I mean, there's a difference between using a group as a starting board, but then there's milking it for everything it's got. I mean, yes, but there's also the fact, like, if you're only start, it's the intentions behind starting. Like, if you're starting with BTS because you love K-pop and you need a starting point, then yeah, that's awesome. But if you're starting with BTS because that's the only K-pop group you know, and you know if you make a video about them, you'll get a million views, so you're going to keep doing more, then that's the part where I'm like, uh, yeah. Matt, did, what if it's like not? quality content, you know? It's for me more of the reactions aren't really quality content. Coming from person who did reactions for five years, it's not wow. quality content. Ooh, minor tea. quality. <laughs> I mean, I'll be straightforward. I do, I, like you can see on our channel, like I've tried to put in other series that aren't reactions because I'm just, reactions are good entertainment for the fans who want to see people like enjoy the stuff that they enjoy. And there's merits for them being there. And I'm not saying that reactions shouldn't be on the platform, especially for car cape or for K-pop in general. But they aren't quality content. And anyone who says they are is just trying to credit themselves when they don't deserve it. Well, it that all depends on how you react to it, you know? Like say how like me and you, we're both musicians, right? So when we react to a song, we'll normally like dissect the song piece by piece and talk about it in a more uh, structured way instead of just saying oh i like it and this and that you know so like okay yeah i I see what you're saying there is more like levels to it and there's like more like you can like really get into the um the meta of reactions and see like what's more quality than others but still at the end of the day you're putting out another person or another artist's name to get people to go to your video yeah but that's not a bad thing though there's like two sides to it. You can ju- you can literally jumpstart your career by doing that. Like, like, would you turn down like hundreds of thousands of views and traction to your channel? If it's a, like, like I said, there is a place for reactions. But if your entire channel is based off every, like, the only thing you do is reactions, then that's kind of not quality. Even if you're breaking it down, it should still have a bit more. Like, if you're able to react to something and be able to break it down, like, musically they did this and this and this you should be able to do another series where you can in-depth review something or talk about something that's not based on someone else's content you mean like fastest raps or covers or skits and stuff like that yeah we need to like kind of help put people in the perspective of things you guys are talking about so the k-pop creator sphere has like reactors analysts skit makers crack video makers uh, all content, all content that uh, K-pop fans really enjoy, like even like clip collections. Like I don't know how many times I've binged a video about AT's moments that toast my, butter my bread or toast my bread or whatever. What is um, with those? What is with those? <laughs> the titles are weird. I don't like. I click on them every time too, but I don't understand where they get the titles from. Maybe Street it's kids vines that butter my. Portugal, can you butter my bread? <laughs> man i'll toast Um, it for you so as a fan of car k-pop before i've gotten to know them like i would watch them for like their reactions but most recently i've i've begun to enjoy their fastest rap series because it really does take um, some time to analyze a rap and like rank them and hey matt could you kind of go into how you made that series and why it came to be okay i'll I'll be completely honest you better be honest (laughs) Um, Brayson showed me another creator. Uh, what's his name? CD, CD TV Productions. 
Yes, and he made fastest raps videos for like American artists, but they wouldn't like he didn't never did anything for in a, internationally. So together, because the first fastest raps we did, Bryson and I did it together. Uh, we thought, hey, yeah, let's do it for Korean rappers, because I mean I know like Hangul, like I I know how like you the, can read Korean. Yes, I know how like the letters work and um, how sentences work and stuff, but I can't like speak Korean. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I can figure out the syllables. Let's uh, do that, and. We sat down and did the fastest raps, and they really take a really long time. It's a lot of work that goes into them, but um, yeah, Matt stopped playing Xbox with me because it takes so long. <laughs> I mean, it take like it's literally uh, sitting down. And for example, um, an easy one to explain would be like NCT Dream that I did recently. Uh, you'd sit down and listen to all of their discography, every song from a title track, B side, and then even their features and stuff if it's a solo artist. And it's like you have to listen to each rap look for like the faster sounding parts because you can pick out what's faster and what's slower and then you just you dissect those parts count the syllables out rank them do the math behind it and then edit the video together for that and it is quite a bit of work that goes into that especially compared to like reactions that's a lot less time consuming interesting yeah um okay so We've spent a lot of time talking about car K-pop as creators in the creator sphere. Setting car K-pop aside, how about everyone talks about their favorite K-pop creator, whether it's uh, YouTube, fan art, fan fiction, TikTok, um, and why they like that creator. Let's start with Roxy. Why you put me on the spot like that? Because that's what I'm good at. (laughs) That's a hard one for me. You know, I've interviewed a lot of community members uh in my time with the magazine and i think one of the uh creators that really stood out to me was a form of therapy i don't know if you guys know about them we love pd yeah Yeah. he's really good i really love what they do um and i think that's an example of like a reaction that has reason behind it you know what i mean these days you can like go on youtube and my recommended will be like one i saw the other day was like metal fans react to Dreamcatcher. like it's just you know random stuff like that bryson you're up oh man if i'm, I'm if i'm being completely honest i don't watch any k-pop uh, creators but the only one i actually did was gino any of you know who gino is dylan gino oh yeah dylan G- there we go but uh yeah he doesn't even make youtube uh, youtube videos anymore so i don't i literally don't watch anyone like in the K-pop world. Okay, yeah, he doesn't really, he's honest when he says he doesn't do K-pop stuff. Just putting that out there. Do you want to elaborate on why you do that? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not a K-pop fan. Ouch. I'm really not. The T. I'm, I'm really not a K-pop fan. Wait, elaborate on that. I thought you stand YG artists. Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, some brown, groundbreaking right, he, stuff here's we the got thing. going on. When I'm, not, when I'm not with Matt, I don't listen to K-pop just because I don't like it. Well, man. Oh man, Matt, help me out. Help me out. Man. It's all good. You want you help. want me to explain it for you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the spot. Okay, Bryson doesn't listen to K-pop on his own. He tends to listen to underground American artists that he likes to find on his own and stuff. However, since he's seen so much K-pop from me forcing it down his throat throughout the past five years, he has picked up the artists he prefers over the ones that he doesn't. For example, like when Lisa com- comes out with something new, like her new video, My baby girl. he genuinely wants to watch it, but he doesn't, he's not invested enough to look it up himself usually. There are a few artists in, from Korea that he will do that for, but for the most part, it's like he has preferences when he's with me to react to and like he has favorites, 
but he won't take those favorites out of the sphere of YouTube and car K-pop. So like a casual fan, like a uh, super casual fan. I wouldn't even I, say I'd casual. I'd say casual fans still listen to K-pop when they, they're on their own, you know? Like he, he doesn't even listen. Like He might listen to like... I only listen to one K-pop song and it's a Jun K, I Think About You. That's it. There are a few more. Okay, that song is a banger though. Bryson is June K, by the way, just trying you to save you. Me. But yeah, it, it is a good song. There are a few others he listens to, but I can't really think off the top of my head. There are a few, but I guess he is kind of casual. It's not like he like dives into K-pop and is like, listening to everything. People who watch Car K-pop for some reason like me and ask me to be on there. So I just, I just do it. It's because he's cute. You're I mean, cute. at least it's on. At least you're honest, Bryson. And that's something that's kind of, I, I guess the best word to say is refreshing in the K-pop creator sphere because a lot of times you don't know if someone's being genuine or they're just putting on a persona for the views. Um, I guess I'll go. I have two K-pop creators that I really enjoy. One is actually a fan artist. Um, her, her Twitter handle is Aunt Ann Jimin. Um, she makes BTS fan art, but her style isn't like the traditional like chibi or like anime looking thing. She does her style and the more traditional Korean style art. And I just think her portraits are like breathtaking that she draws. And the other one is I actually really enjoy Josh Reacts. He's a newer YouTube creator that he's just straight. Like he seems very honest and open with things. Like he'll even, he like butchers idols names and just like panics over little things um, in the video. And it's just really refreshing to see someone from like a new perspective and that he's not like, He's not trying for views or putting on like a face. He just seems honestly into things. Me next, me next, me next. Because <laughs> I haven't had the chance to talk yet. Um, oh, thank so, God, Jay lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I guess somebody who I really watch is, um, I call her my big sister. Um, this is Ashley or AKA Matthew. multifaceted. Uh, I love Ashley so much. So uh, a little backstory. Ashley is like one of the first people to really inspire me to get into the um, creative space. I met, or it's not that I met her. I saw her at KCON 2015 in LA and shout out to her because I'm pretty sure she's listening. She was at a panel. I, I believe, I forgot whose panel it was. I think it was Dre's panel and um, she, there was like this loud, an outgoing persona that just yelled from the back of the room and she happened to be right behind me. And I was like, who is this big personality? Like, and I tell this story all the time and I'm like, who, who is this? Because that, that takes a lot of energy and positive vibes to be able to do that. And um, back then I was a little bit more introverted. I mean, I still am, but not as much as before. I was like, I need to know who she is because that's big energy that you just want to keep around you. Uh, the opportunity came around where I got to work with her. And after that whole moment at KCON, I started seeing her videos pop up on my my YouTube feed. She's so outgoing and she's so much fun. That is like the type of energy I want to have when I create my stuff. And it was kind of like, I was already with friends with other people who were in the space, but like after meeting her and then getting encouragement from them and then seeing her, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go. And I started my YouTube channel and everything until now. 
I'm good friends with her. Um, she calls me her little sister. I watch her content. For those who aren't listening or who are listening, she also does this podcast where she does an album a day and she's literally archiving all of the, all the K-pop albums that have been out from, she's going from basically number to alphabetical order. And it's so fun listening to her podcast. And she, she's been a fan and she's really like diving into that realm of, okay, let's give fans a space where let's give them an opportunity to learn about these new groups and these old groups. And I really appreciate, appreciate about that. And she does have a solid following. She's not as active on YouTube as much as she was before. I mean, I think Car Cake Pop can agree that the algorithm for YouTube somewhat sucks. Is <laughs> like, and that's why I'm no longer on the, pr- uh, on the platform as much anymore either. But she's so funny. Like, for you guys who are listening, please check her out because she's so funny. Her reactions are hilarious. Like, Amber knows. Amber knows. And so does Roxy because we've connected. Um, Cortrell, do you want to speak up now? Hi, hi, hi. Um, okay, so I actually have two as well. So there's this one channel that helped me, like, really dragged me into the K-pop space besides uh, Matt shoving K-pop songs down my throat every day. Felix Chu makes a bunch of, you know, uh, those Stray Kids crack videos, which basically got me into watching Stray Kids content at 3 o'clock in the morning every night. So that kind of um, brought me further into the depths of being a K-pop fan. Especially, Don't I know that game? <laughs> um, <laughs> me too. And then the other channel, which I like a lot, um, called K-Pop Junkie. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Ooh, they're like a T-spelling channel, aren't they? Yeah, they um, they talk about everything K-pop, um, whether it comes to theories, uh, rumors, explanations about music videos. Just it's nice to, even though I don't really pay attention to everything, it's nice to hear about it. So like, I'll just get um, short bursts of what's going on, and I don't have to. Um, sit there all night um, looking through Reddit and whatnot. Wait, can I jump uh, in real quick? Oh, well, the, another YouTuber I used to watch, it's been years, but uh, any of you know who Whitney Bay is? Hey! Oh, yeah. I, w- I yes. want to marry her, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, missed my crush. Ch- I missed my chance at KCON 2017 because uh, <laughs> Josh Dove tried to set me up with her, or not to set me up, but set me up to like meet her. But for some reason, I just, I don't, I don't know what happened. But I missed my chance. We interviewed Whitney at one of the KCONs, and poor girl was running literally everywhere. So we feel that. It's a tragedy. All right, who's left? Uh, Hamza's very Hamza. Hamza. So I'm sort of like Bryson in this situation where I don't probably be like, look at k-pop creators um, you better wake up Amza. but i think when i used to like look at k-pop um i used to look at dre his content a lot because i don't know from all the youtube people he seemed like the funniest and like the most like i think dedicated and whatever genuine with all his videos round of applause Woo! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> good sharing everyone so out of the creators here do you think the question could be served, is fan-created content good or bad for fandoms? Oh, it's amazingly good. There's no question about that. That's a very broad, like, mm-hmm. that's a very broad uh, ask, though, because there is bad. There's plenty. Yeah, it, there's, I think it just garbage. depends on the situation. So, okay, so let me narrow it a little bit. What type of content do you think is good for fandom, and what type of content do you think can be harmful to fandom right off the bat the um content that i can tell would be bad is just you ever seen those um unpopular opinions mm, yes mm-hmm. like those hot takes 
Yeah, like most of them are like they tr- they say that they're trying to be respectful and whatnot, but normally it's just like just trashing. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like it's just like there's an underlying like it gives somebody the opportunity to like really say their inner feelings about how they really feel and mm-hmm. put it under that scope. It's like, oh no, it's not this way. I actually, you know, blah 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 blah. Like I, sometimes I I have to agree those hot takes. It's just like you're just waiting for the opportunity for you to bash on a group and you know that it's going to gain a lot of attention whether like you know that there's those people who are out for clicks when they do that but i mean even then it's like it still gives exposure to the group so it's like if someone this isn't my opinion saying that first but for example if someone says yoongi's overrated as a rapper he can't blah 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 blah. you take that back if there was an unpopular opinion that said that people who don't really listen it would be more for like underrated artists because people know Yugi, but people who don't really listen to him would still go check it out themselves usually and be like, okay, let me hear his raps. And it'll give him still exposure to his music and stuff. Even if it's like a trash. Matt, you have more faith in the fandom than I do. I mean, I guess that's fair because everybody has their own opinion and they can form their own opinion, but sometimes it depends on their following. Sometimes there are those people who have cult followings. They're like, Oh, if oh, this yeah. person says that they believe in this, I'm going to follow what they're, they're going to say too. And, you know, it, I guess it's a double-edged sword because you as the listener, if you put yourself in the listener's shoes, it's like, okay, he, may feel, he or she may feel this way, but let me form my own opinion. But not all the time, especially if the fans are young, they're going to, like, there's an influence there. I mean, we see it all the time when we release uh, song reviews or art album reviews or even just general content reviews that a lot of times people just read our headline and then just go off in the comments without actually clicking on the article to see that we're actually glowing and like ranting and raving. That happened to me uh, because I wrote about Dreamcatcher and I love Dreamcatcher, but obviously they do like the same type of stuff all the time because it's always heavy metal influence. Have you catch your Twitter? Huh? Yeah. I'm just talking about title songs. Oh, okay. Dreamcatcher. I yeah. gotta defend my Dreamcatcher. I'm sorry. No, I love them. I love them a lot. Um, but, you know, the title songs are always heavy metal or whatever. Twitter, like, came after me one time for a review I did, even though I gave them, like, a 9.5 out of 10 in the review. They just, like, don't read. Yeah, that, that's every K-pop fan. But I feel like that's also headlines, which is kind of different than, what's the word? Like, uh, a uh, some YouTuber that has, like, 30,000 views doing unpopular opinions on K-pop, and then they go in there and, like, le- legit just trash an artist because they don't like them. It's the same thing if someone, like, just watches the first 30 seconds of a video and then just stops watching and just goes off in the comments. <laughs> I've had a comment like that the other day. That was fun. I have an example of bad bad media stuff so like it's a it's a very (laughs) touchy subject uh but bringing up fan fiction things get really really weird uh in fan fiction communities very very quickly yeah i i don't know if anybody is like experienced with that but it's kind of kind of freaks me out a little bit i know bryson does i mean bryson has a fan fiction written about him (laughs) details no (laughs) no no no, spill the tea what is it (laughs) It, it was a long time ago, but we made a whole video on it. I was back in like 2016. Yeah, we made a whole video on reading the fan fiction in the video. Basically, we're recording a card K-pop video. It's kind of explicit, so I'm going to like just condense it. <sighs> <laughs> um, we're, we're recording a card K-pop video, and out of the corner of Bryson's eye, he sees G-Dragon going into a store. 
and it essentially oh, it's a really it's really short. There's a lot of like talking. It gets the job done. He goes into the store and meets G Dragon and gets to talk to him. And at the very end, he wakes up next to G Dragon in his bed, and it was a dream about when he met his husband. Oh Lord! If we were on video <laughs> right now, you could just see my mouth hanging. Oh my God! And yes, there were some like not PG parts in there. Oh my God! Oh, PG thirteen parts. Oh my goodness. In there. Bryson, were you even old enough to be written about by then? Yeah. <laughs> what was he, like 19, 20? We started Car K-Pop when I was 20. You had just turned 20, yeah. And we were old. Yo, shut up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known a person that had actually read fan fiction about themselves. Exactly. You, it was made out of... I, it, I, I didn't was, even get to read it. I was like, oh, Matt read it read to too. me. Yeah. <laughs> And I had the boys around me too. I feel like that would be much worse than reading it yourself. Oh, it is. Because I mean, if you want to see his mouth. awkward reaction to it, <laughs> there's a video up there. That sounds awful. <laughs> I think it just proves my point, also. Yeah, fan fiction. It's it's weird because I know on Twitter some of it comes across my feed from time to time, and I'm like, I will admit, I do read some. It's fine if it's like a decent plot, but also there are people that like tag the groups that they write about, which I think oh, is absolutely oh, yeah. awful in every way possible. <laughs> Mood, yeah, it's I mean, like, geez. it's just like, you have to like filter through all of that. Cause it's just like, there's some out there that are like, oh, I don't know. You may have a really good banner, but. It's also I mean, usually written by minors. So it's just bad. <laughs> I think that sometimes that's the creepy thing. It is like, whoa. I mean, the real question is, are you a AO3 reader, a Wattpad reader, or a Tumblr reader? Then the real Tumblr's question. still around? Yes, yes. But who the hell Jesus. goes on Wattpad ever? Or that's who, actually where who that's, goes on no, Asian no, no, no. fanfics? That's, that's where mine was ran or written on, Wattpad. Well, uh, that explains why oh, it was that, so Yeah, <laughs> that, that explains a lot. <laughs> no, but oh, I got God. a question real quick. Are all of you guys on Twitter? Yeah. Yes. yes. Have you ever seen, like, the random tweets... It's like, it's, this is all in one tweet. There's like a fan cam of, I'm just going to name a random group. Let's just say a tease. There's a fan cam of a tease going. A but the tweet. A tease. Let's just fix that now. I'm down to my level, man. <laughs> but um, it's like a fan cam of a tease. And then there's like 20 hashtags saying like hashtag a tease, hashtag K-pop, hashtag beat. And then it just goes into like hashtag, I'm just going to censor it, like adult films, hashtag. What? I've never oh, seen. Yeah, I've seen never those. seen these. I, I've no. seen those. No, 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 no. I've seen I've those. Seen them too. It's more like I don't think they're necessarily real fan accounts. It's those people who are trying to lure people into seeing porn and all of that, and they're using the hashtags to get people because they know those hashtags filter in a lot of people. And the we internet's talked disgusting. About it. <laughs> we Christ. talked about it last episode of how terrible, awful the internet is. So we talked about the. The, the bad sides of things. What type of fan content do you think is good for fandom? Honestly, reactions. I, I, I kind of dissed on reactions earlier and said they aren't quality content, but they are good for both K-pop in general because it gets, still gets the name out there, even though K-pop's really popular now. Especially in like 2014, it was, they were really good for getting exposure to K-pop. And then just in general for the group uh, and then also the person reacting to them. And it kind of brings everyone together into the community, so... Although I don't think they're quality content, they're still very good for the community and fans and as well as the groups. Um, something for me is all of the DIY, like people who do like their own personalized stuff. I think that's really good too, because it really gets fans creative juices out, though, especially those who are like very crafty. 
I think those are really cool to see because it's just like, oh, I want to do that. I mean, I've dived into a couple of DIYs myself, but I mean, that takes a lot of commitment. (laughs) I mean, we talked about, I think forever ago, we talked about customizing your light sticks and like Mm -hmm. seeing the creativity that fans were doing and some of the scary things that fans were doing, but the creativity that fans were doing and decorating their light sticks, um, it it helped me realize that like the creative sides of our fandoms Another one is, like, the bullet journals. Like, seeing these, like, journal spreads for idols had my jaw drop. I'm like, I'm not that creative. Like, I wish I could be you. I include one thing as far as uh, creativity goes? Go um, for it. There was one time Matthew was helping me move and whatnot. I, I had all the stuff at his house. And he was like, all right, you got to do something for me <laughs> before we go. I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? He's like, you know how you've been saying you were going to make a guitar uh, cover? for like years now because I've been playing it off yeah he had me sit there for two hours and like learn a guitar cover from scratch for what song my pace from by Stray Kids love that song that's a good song we made a whole music video for it and everything (laughs) we made a music video too but that got me interested um I'm still like practicing them but I got me interested in doing more covers for different k-pop songs not just uh Stray Kids too so you're saying covers are good yeah I agree I used to do drum covers of k-pop music but I'm really lazy now and don't record anymore. I mean, one of my favorite is um, K-pop cover dance groups. And like that type of content is really cool. But then the argument could come out of like, could bad cover dance groups be bad for fandom? What's the reasoning on it being bad? If they're bad covers. But I mean, like, how is this still that bad? Like, for example, we did a bad cover of, sorry, Bryson, of Taeyong and G-Dragon's, um, Oh, what was the song called? Good Boy. It wasn't that and, bad. And sorry, Hamza. Hey, man. Don't Yo, put me just... It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, Hamza learned the dance, but in general, it wasn't like a legit cover you would see from like the One Million Dance Studio or... I don't think it was supposed to be a legit cover, man. I mean, it's not, but it's considered a bad cover, even though it's kind of like a parody. You say, I consider but were you trying to pass cover. it as a good cover? There's a difference between p- trying to pass it as a good cover and being like upfront, like, hey, this wasn't the best cover, but we tried. It was more of, hey, we're just doing it because we're messing around. Hey, man, Hamza said he would only do it if I joined him. And I warned you guys. <laughs> I, tried my what, best. I warned you guys what you're going to get if I join. At the end of the day, it turned into Bryson and Hamza skipping around in the circle at the end of the song and like hugging each other. It was cute. So, it, it's, it's considered, like, I would consider it a bad cover, but it only has like 13 dislikes and 15,000 views. So it was for the culture. I, I don't know. I just think doing a bad K-pop cover, it still doesn't reflect negatively on the group or the community. It's, it's just like someone tried and failed. I mean, it depends on the effort that's put into the cover, I guess. I mean, this could bring up this, okay, highly controversial discussion incoming. People would say this new, quote, K-pop group, Kachi, or however the heck you say their name. (laughs) Wait, wait, you got to elaborate for me. I'm behind on this one. Oh, you you don't know? You don't know? No, please. Oh, no. Jay, do you want to take the way? Jay, take over. You explain. Wait, 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 wait. But I, like, I just recently figured this out myself because I was like, why is this group trending? Why do I see things on the timeline about this girl group getting bashed? And I'm like, so I looked into it and I was like, they're not Korean, are they? Did my timeline protect me? Was yes, I being like <laughs> probably you were being protected. No, I made sure to like not really like anything, but I definitely saw other people like other mutuals just like, why are they going in? 
on this group. So I decided to look into it. They they call themselves a K-pop group, but there's no Korean. There is a Korean member. There's one, oh, okay. but she gets like zero screen time. Can I point out the fact that the, the British girl has a Korean name and the Korean girl has a stage name? What? <laughs> See, one, like, one of the British girls, their stage name is a Korean name. Chun's, she has the Korean word for angel and it's Chun-ha? not even spelt right. That's yeah. That's cheesy. Okay. Hey Bryce, so, you want to throw in your opinion here? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I was waiting for night. you, Matt. Matt, I was you waiting. You told me about this last night, and I'm going to get an abort now. Oh, my God. Spill the tea, Bryson. Don't be shy. Let it out. All right. He, all right. For the class. All right. Think, all of you are going to hate me because it's just how it is. Don't tell me you um, like them. No. Well, first of all, I don't like them, but they're not bad. That, that, I, I honestly feel like they're not bad. You're not in the class anymore. Get out. <laughs> he told me there's no difference between them and a normal K-pop group. Right, hold, on. Oh, hold, on. Hold, on. hold on, 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 here's the thing, them, like, I guess, debuting and, like, getting views or whatever, it's, in my opinion, it's my opinion, so I might, I, I could be wrong, but it shows that they don't need, like, years and years and years of training and labels controlling them, and, oh, I'm about to get, it's like a weird topic, never mind. <laughs> my issue with it is that they're trying to pass as a K-pop girl group. They already have controversy um, because they shaded Jenny from Blackpink. They one of the members has Korea Boo written all over her because in their interview she shipped herself with Jungkook of BTS. Ew. Their their uh, dance moves are lazy in the video, um, and they have the audacity to label themselves as K-pop when they don't even put in the work. The thing that this type of stuff is what I would consider fan-created content that puts a bad name on K-pop to, like, an outsider. Say if they look at that, they're going to think K-pop is that, and it's like, uh, no. Isn't, Does it really count, though, as fan-created? Isn't this the group Simon Cowell made? So- no, that's been debunked. Simon oh. didn't make it. Speaking of which, Amber, just to add, uh, allegedly, okay, allegedly, some of their choreography is taken from other groups' choreography. Just yeah, like- they've allegedly plagiarized album covers and everything. What's the company that's doing this, first of all? It's Isn't something it the same that one is that guy that Ali nope. London? Ali London just was like, don't compare me to them, only compare me to Jimin. And I can't believe I'm defending that man. Don't defend that man. Wow. He's an example of bad. Yeah. He is an example of that, but he's if Ollie London is distancing himself from this group, that's saying something. That's fair. This is also reminding me of EXP edition. I don't know if you guys remember them. Uh, yes. I watched for some reason. <laughs> Korea <laughs> loved them for some reason. Are you by the, way, okay. by the way, by the way, just to put it out there, they're part of Front Row Records. Just saying that that's their label. The difference between EXP and Kachi for me is EXP tried to push themselves into the K-pop scene where from the interviews and stuff I've seen at this girl group, they're trying to like be like, yeah, we're bringing K-pop internationally to show everyone can do it. And I felt like EXP was at least trying to like go into the culture, whereas Kachi's just like, yeah, we're going to bring the culture out even though we're not from the cultures type of thing. That makes no sense at all. Oh. They would need to know. Oh, no, I kind of, I kind of get what no, he's like, trying to say. No, I get what you're saying. I'm saying what they're doing makes no sense at all to me. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I get what he's trying to say because um, it's just like at least they try to immerse themselves in the industry there. Exactly. Yeah. 
and it, I, I heard them brand them. They heard Kachi brand themselves as like well, they're like the UK's first K-pop group, and like they're like doing that stuff like that. Whereas EXP is like they didn't go for that route. They were trying to just be a K-pop group in Korea. Well, aren't aren't there K-pop idols that aren't even Korean? Exactly. So it's, yeah, that's not the problem. It's the problem is that they're a disgrace and they shouldn't be called a K-pop group until they oh, actually yeah. can play with the big boys. Mm. Yeah, I said it. And they also, like, it's just like, did they train in Korea? That's the big thing. No, they wouldn't be acting like this if they did. Because yeah. there, there's a structure to it. And it's just like, I, at least I think, because I, I never really got into them, at least I think EXP edition... They trained in Korea too, or they, like I said, they try to immerse themselves into the culture and into the system there. Whereas I feel like, I feel like it was just like, let's just hop onto this trend that's K-pop. Let's make our own thing and put it out there without really knowing what the system is like. But the other thing is people complain about the labels and how harsh they are, or how harsh they are on the idols. So wouldn't it be like better if idols didn't have to go through all that just stress and controlling there's a difference between the training that goes into a k-pop a well-rounded k-pop idol and bad companies and then the laziness that is coming out of kachi like let me talk about this mont their company treats them extremely well like they get fed well they have time off they have time to explore their own things and like ideas they weren't banned from having technology and they're releasing content they don't look like a sloppy mess on stage do they no no i think they look good on stage too but the question is have you heard the group the boy group take five i haven't <sighs> i have not me neither <laughs> sorry Preston. oh wait 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 i remember now oh no we made a k-pop boy group back in 2016 that we oh never god it was a skit and we were like maybe we should make music with it just for fun we need links to all of this matt i swear no you don't oh no, no I'll, I'll send you. Hey, i'm proud of that video that was fun i i think it's like okay if you're gonna go in that route like obviously it's like you're you're having fun with it and you know like oh, this is not gonna be a real real thing whereas in the case for Kachi, it's just like, no, we're, we're serious. So then you can find that line between kind of parody we were doing and then actually like... Kind of parody. It was parody. Oh, okay, yeah. But you can find the line between fan content that's Kachi and the fan content that we tried to do of Take 5. I mean, look at boys generally Asian. Like, we all knew what they were trying to be. Amazing. Sorry. Hey, BGA was... BGA was BGA. We love BGA in this house. I mean, my last thing on Kachi is whoever... So Kachi, if you didn't know, apparently it's a play on Kachi, like correct, like a confirmation phrase in Korean. But their fandom, the fandom name is something that I can't oh, say with no. a straight face. No, don't, <laughs> don't, that, don't. That, Wait, that, they have a fandom? No, that was... Uh, they already picked one already? They the picked producer, a fandom name? No, the producer shot that down. They shot it down. I say know what I'm anyway. talking about. No. Oh, good. Okay. Don't be a coward. Don't be a coward. Say it. Fans are calling themselves coochies. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get me out. Oh, no. hell I, Okay, well... We all have our fair share of... that one. I'm gonna we cry. all have a fair share of weird K-pop fandom names. But come on. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> All in favor of being coochie, say aye. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. With that being said, don't forget that we are 
available on social media for any of, the, any of you guys who are listening for us to interact with. We do post our content weekly or daily, I should say. Sorry, forgive me. But we also have our latest issue that came out, excuse me, the April quarterly issue. Make sure to get your hands on that. Roxy, are we still doing our in-stock sale? All right, we are still doing a sale on our issues and um, you can get a discount if you go ahead and use the code word STOCK, which is S-T-O-C-K. Again, code word S-T-O-C-K. There's only a few issues left that you can get on a discount and we're having our sale. And then also... If you don't have the time or the money to purchase an issue, we also have a Patreon where you have exclusive content that way. And one of the incentives of being a Patreon member is actually you can actually get the issue that way too. So make sure to go ahead and follow us and read our issues. Um, the latest April quarterly issue is a really good one. We all worked on it. Good content. And yeah. So moving on to our next segment, we are going to be talking about the creative sphere in terms of being press versus a fan. Anyone want to jump in? Yeah, I can start because I do a lot of um, concert coverage for the craze whenever groups come to DC or sometimes I go to New Jersey, which is always unfortunate. But the thing that makes it more difficult is that, you know, you get a press pass, so you're there to make sure you cover the show. And it's a little bit stressful sometimes because uh, the last show that I covered was uh, ITZY before like the entire country shut down. Okay, so you're given instructions of when to take photos, when to do all of that. Then you have to find a way to get all your equipment away and then you have to take notes um, about the show. So there's like less actual enjoyment of the show and more sort of like, this is coverage, I have to get all this information in at once. So sometimes it can be a little bit stressful. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel a little bit of the stress myself, too, because I'm the only staff member in Korea, and there is just so much that happens here that trying to make sure I'm able to, like, attend everything and still pay for it, because getting press is really hard here. To get quality content out for everyone, I don't even get to see the show as a fan half the time. I'm constantly analyzing and critiquing things in order to give the best recap of the show. I agree. Um, well, while I haven't had as many press opportunities, still, like, I'll put my name down that, oh, I'm going to this event. And sometimes it gets hard to, like, oh, I have to pay attention. What, like, what is the set list? And things like that. And be like, okay, I have to remember the set list and remember other details about the show and like other engagement that had happened for example if they're playing games or if they brought up a fan onto a stage like having trying to remember all of this while also trying to be a fan can be really hard because it's just like I want to have fun but there's like these little details that you have to remember and that I was like oh yeah that's right I have to get photos as well even if it's like you're not official press like and you're covering the event you're like oh yeah these are just not pictures meant for me I'm, as a writer, as a content creator, I have to get pictures for the article as well. It can get difficult in that sense. And then also, when you're there, sometimes it's just like not everybody is as accommodating either. Like, you're going to get those moments where people are going to be in your frame when you're taking pictures or there's going to be some negative thing that happens, it does happen, where there there may be like a conflict right next to you and, and it's distracting. Are you saying you witnessed a fight? during this uh witness several oh please please elaborate the real what question is did you throw hands 
did, did you I get involved in the fight? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I've had, like, it's not necessarily at a specific concert per se, but I've definitely at KCON, I've witnessed a lot of really like, why, why? I like for one instance, I noticed that, you know, everybody is at KCON having fun. Everybody like, you know, is into different artists like you know there there's like those select people who will go hype for every single person or like they have their specific likes and everything and i distinctly remember i was i forgot what year it was i think it was 2017 2017 when they uh when the concert was happening there were these two young girls i want to say they they had to be at least high schoolers they had to be because they were fairly young it's always the kids it's always the kids, but the thing, wait, wait, um, but the thing is, is that they were enjoying themselves, you know, and I think all of us who've been to concerts, you know, we, we get up, we dance, we, we've, you know, we've shouted at the top of our lungs, that happens, that's the part of the concert culture that we're a part of, but right next to these, two, like, group of girls, I want to say there were about two or three, there was this older woman who, mind you, they're sitting in like the front row of our section. So they're at the very front. There's nobody else in front of them, not bothering anybody else. Half of the section was sitting down anyway. Boggles my mind why half of the section was sitting down when you're at a dance K-pop concert. But there's this older woman. She had to be 40s, 50s, like auntie status, ajuma status. I think she was just so fed up with how these girls were just, you know, they're being fans. They're, they're excited. Um, oh, I was, oh, knowing the Ajuma. So this Ajuma got really mad. So there's me and my friends, and then we made friends with the people who were right in front of us. I think there were about a total of eight of us. We all saw this Ajuma reach for one of the closest girl, yank her hair, and was like yanking hard and like repeatedly. We're like in shock because twice is performing at this time and we're like what and like he she would not get her hands off of this girl and her friend was trying to pull her friend like the girl away from the older lady and it's just like unnecessary unnecessary I've had even last year actually last KCON I got water thrown at me just because me and the people who are in our section and mind you I did have the press badge and the um because we got pressed for kcon last year but i was just in a regular seat i got water thrown at me by another older woman who didn't like that the fact that we were all standing and cheering and dancing and um the girl right next to me got gum thrown at her hair the cup came flying at us as well yeah there there are moments like that happen like conflicts that that happen where it can ruin the experience and you're like it can take you away from the concert. This to me is just saying that humans are garbage, really. That's what I'm gathering here. Yeah. It, it makes me not miss going to concerts in America. Because Jesus, I would have been arrested that night. I want to see you throw hands, Amber. That seems interesting. <laughs> I will yeah. go off. Can I, mean, I just Go ahead, go for it. I, okay, so I'm also a metal fan on top of being a K-pop fan. Oh, lit, me too. Awesome. And I've been to metal concerts and K-pop concerts. And I'll just say the K-pop concert fan experience is so much worse than a metal concert experience where you see people running around and like being really aggressive. 
it's such like a like everyone like hasn't understood like what the limits are there kind of thing and it's such a better experience than to me than the k-pop where it's just kind of like everyone for yourself try to get as close to your opa as you can type of experience where it's like i i just feel like everyone's more self-centered at a k-pop concert that really Um, is true because like i mean uh i started going to metal concerts when i was like 15 and metalheads are like the nicest people ever my parents may have thought they looked scary but like these people were making sure that i could like get to the front because I was smaller like it is such a different experience now that you brought it to light I'm like Jesus why is everybody at a k-pop concert so like terrible I I just want to add what happened to conclude for that what that older lady grabbing that younger girl she was eventually we called security and we're like hey this is happening like she's literally grabbing hands and um, they managed to like it was I think the security guard is like if you you know they lingered around it's like if you lay your hands on this person again we're gonna kick you out the girls I I you can even hear the crying because they're so traumatized from it and so the girls like they're like we're gonna still continue what we're gonna do and fangirl but there was that moment of like come at me again it ended up that lady just was huffing and puffing the entire time sitting down and experiences like that suck definitely like it's scary being like i've had to be pulled out of a k-pop concert pit because like i was having a panic attack and i couldn't breathe because everyone was shoving me around always always do seats from now i'll do pits in korea because the worst that has happened to me here is i got jostled a little little less gentle than usual but in america that's like asking yourself to be sent to the hospital Oh, yeah. People my, have my, laid hands on me at an EXO concert. <laughs> my best uh, experience was seats at BTS Wings New York in 2017. Yes, I was, I was there. Like a, I was at a front row, like not on the ground, but like a, a not not the nosebleed either, like in the middle. And it was at the front row against the railing, and it was so good. I had my camera snuck in, which isn't like maybe I shouldn't say that, but I was able to like we sit all there. do it. <laughs> rest my camera on like the railing just sit back relax no one's standing up in front of me i was able to just enjoy bts and the music such a good experience and then compare that to like one of the kcon pits i was in bt kcon 16 bts was there and they went on they did cypher part three and i was expecting everyone to get hype and they jump into it and like be like crazy because it's like you know a really hype song and it's like everyone just whips their phones out you can't see anything because everyone's trying to get pictures and i'm like yo this is a great song why are we not jumping around to it okay like, look I was in the pit for that, and I was hype as fuck, personally. I wish so, more like, people were like that. <laughs> I get that. But it is kind of annoying, actually, at KCON. You always, like, you can't see over the phones. People hold their phone as high as possible, and it's like, are you even watching the concert? Like, Yeah, for us shorter people who are in the pit, not fun. That's K-Con, why the pit is the devil. K-pop concerts are so much fun when you're over six feet, and you're in the pit, and you can just see everything. Even when people put their phones up, you can kind of see through the phones. It must be nice. Like, Everyone's so much shorter. Okay, man, yeah. not, not everyone's a giant like you embrace them, okay? We're all tiny here. I take offense to that. I try, okay? I've done pit once, never again. But we all know seats are the superior option. It's not like you're going to actually sit in them anyway. It's just nice to have the option. I, I mean, whenever I get seats, I always sit in them. I guess that's unpopular, but I like getting in the front row because I don't have to worry about people standing up. But it's like, hey, I got a seat. I'm going to use it because standing up for an hour and a half or two hours is completely not fun. So I try to get front row and then just so I'm, I'm able to sit down the whole time, enjoy the music and the show. 
type of thing. I mean, you'd fit in well in Korea. You get a seat. You are not allowed to stand up unless the artist tells you to. Yes, that that that's my type. That's my type of concert. I guess also, I'm bored. if you stand, like there's gonna be the people, the shorter people behind you are gonna be like, what the fuck. But even when shorter people in front of you stand up, it still makes it. You have to stand up then, and it makes the ripple of everyone has to stand up if they want to see. So when I'm in the front row, I also try to be respectful of like. Okay, I don't want to be the one that makes everyone stand up. True, fair, fair enough. Okay, so for our uh, final topic of discussion, we are going to underrated groups. uh, And this week we are featuring the rookie girl group Saturday. They were formed in 2018 by SD Entertainment and have three single albums out currently. I believe the last one was the first time they charted, which was uh, in September of last year. It didn't chart super high, so people are not very familiar with it. The one thing I noticed about this group is that they have had a lot of people cycle in and out and they've only been active for two years. member changes in one year? Jesus. I know. I was like, when I was watching their music videos, I was like, wait, there's a lot of them and now there's only five. What happened? It reminds me of groups like Rania and groups like that, that they're just constantly changing their lineup. I have had the opportunity to see Saturday Live for a Music Bank pre-recording. Um, for their Pyong, or however the heck you say the name of their last track. On stage, they honestly just look like any other girl group. Like, same similar moves, that type of stuff. But their latest, latest song release, I could care less for the verses, but the chorus just get, is so catchy. I, I, I have to agree with you on that. I've noticed that, because uh, this is like the first time I've ever heard of them when we when you guys suggested it. When I looked into them, I was like, I've noticed that they have a very distinct sound and they really like like the saxophone type sound in a lot of their songs. I was like, I've noticed it. But yes, I have to agree. They're very catchy. Still like personally, because it's hard for me to get into girl groups. It's just like they, they, they are your quintessential pop girl group. I, I hate say. to say it, but they sound like Momoland. I'll say their first two songs sound like Momoland. I, I, Byung doesn't, or Bung, wait, what was it? Byung. Byung. It's yeah, it, that, that to me doesn't really sound like Momoland. I think Momoland goes more for the uh, instrumental straight up choruses and their new one has a lot of vocals in the chorus, which is why it's so catchy. Like Wi-Fi, definitely Momoland written all over it, trying to get that really catchy blow up instrumental of like Boom Boom or any of that. So I definitely hear it with that. But I, I'd say their most recent one has like a more unique sound with that catchy chorus. Are you hating on Boom Boom? Look, man, I've never been in Momoland. (laughs) We have some feelings about Momoland on the podcast. I don't like Momoland. I've never been a fan of Momoland at all. I I wouldn't say I necessarily stand them, but I don't have anything against them. You know, it's like if they come out. So you're just not a fan as well? Basically, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trash them. I, I, I haven't found a reason to trash them yet. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sure the girls are all really nice, but uh, musically, it's very cheap to me. Ooh, tea. And like, because you can even look at it like, they, boom, boom, blew up, hundreds of millions of views, huge face of K-pop in 2018, I think it came out. It's a slap. And then, and then they realized the success. So what do they do? They try to pull an EXID and fail by putting out bang, what, what was it? Bam. Bam, bam, yes. Like EXID, like you, you could kind of throw them back here to like 2014, but they did the whole... Uh, up and down and then they came back with ah yeah which was kind of continuation of the success that of the song that blew them up and it worked because they were still different songs but momoland i felt like i'm really off topic from saturday but uh momoland's like bang 
Bang Bang and Bam Bam. It's literally the same song, but redone. And it's so cheap. I don't know. I, I, I That kind of put distaste in my mouth. I just listened to Bam for like 20 seconds, and I got. I, I will agree with you on that. It's pretty cheap. I'm, it, I'm was, it was just Boom Boom Part 2. But I did hear Momoland also in Saturday. I don't remember what song it was, but I was like, this sounds just like... Was it, was their, de- Wi-Fi. their debut, Muktiba? No, no, I think it was Wi-Fi. Oh, can we just talk about the cavity? <laughs> their uh, Muktiba, I was like, whoa, this is just a sugar overload waiting to happen when I was oh, listening yeah. to the song. Sugary, sweet girl groups. What, what is this? Their debut what? song, Muktiba. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Or Rock, Paper, Scissors, basically in yeah. English. Yeah, like what I, I was like, part of me was kind of glad that I, I listened to their most recent song first before I went into their debut song because I was like, whoa, was like, whoa, that is a that like not to say that it's a very big contrast or anything because they do still keep that pop bubblegum sound. But Mukti Ba was like, did I bite into too much cotton candy? Beyond is 100% their best song, in my opinion, the catchy chorus and their next comeback. I really hope they go for a simu not a not a Momo land of the exact same thing, but a similar style to Byung. And they could get some traction to moving up, I think. But that's just, that's the way I see it. I mean, I agree with you, Matt. With we're kind of going the opposite direction now. It, everyone used to be that fresh bubblegum sound, but now everyone's trying to go towards that like girl crush darker theme um and I was just thinking about that with boy groups and girl groups we haven't had a fresh face debut or even release yet in 2020 so I wonder if Saturday could go that direction are they supposed to have a comeback soon who knows I mean right now I feel like 2020 rookies are wide open I who's debuted in 2020 so far I can't really think of Anyone? Mostly male group. Yeah, I haven't seen a girl group. Oh, yeah, the MCND. Two um, is just debuted. Gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's been all guy groups. So, like, the girl group scene for 2020 is wide open. Like, last year, Everglow had that hit type of. Was it, wait, what? Did they debut in 2018? No, yeah. last year, I think. Either way, probably last year. Or last year's when they blew up. They had this hit, like, shoot up to the sky, hundreds of millions of views. Moment Land was 2018, even I don't know if that was their debut or not, but they kind of blew up then. So I feel like 2020 is like wide open for girl groups. Like there's there's someone just waiting to, it's like open spot waiting to be claimed for girl groups. I like to say that spring and summer are like the seasons for girl groups just because it's the time where the catchiest songs will come out and the most like energetic songs will come out. So agreeing with Matt, it's, it's open season for girl groups right now to like, take advantage of like debuting something really good or girl groups returning and that just leaves saturday wide open can i just get some more blackpink songs <laughs> i'm sorry that's not gonna happen yeah i don't mean we- to say that like i don't mean that with malintent but it's just yg has moved on from them already i mean all you got now is their collab with lady gaga yeah, take what you can get person i'm supposed to be happy for that <sighs> but i'm still like how how can you have a collab with lady gaga and still not have a full length album what like just give us an album with 13 songs please That's exactly. either give us an album or disband and become models or so at this point no no i don't want them to disband i, I if they do i want them to become soloists because no, I need more Blackpink music. Okay, I'll even wait another year as long as we get more an album. That's all I need. for the views. 
I will follow Rose to the end of the earth if she becomes a soloist. Isn't there rumors that there's a new girl group coming out of YG? Yeah, yeah YG is like, preparing a new girl group, which means they're putting we, Blackpink to the side. We all know what happened with 21 when Blackpink came out. Well, 21 was falling apart in the first place, but. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit difference if 21 was like kind of like on the, like they'd already been around for how many years? Like eight, seven? It fell to the seven year curse. Yeah. And Blackpink's only been around for four, coming up of five years? Maybe, no, coming up of four years. Like that's it. And they just don't have a full length album. So like, there's still so much potential there. Whereas 21, I did feel like they were at the end of like that hump where it's like, are you going to be S and SD and like kind of like plateau, but still stay the same? Or are you going to be like every other girl group and kind of go back down the hill and disband? And I, I, I felt like 21, like it was like an appropriate time because like they were on that way. Blackpink's still at the peak of their career. And if they put out another song, again, it would still get hundreds of millions of views. That's they- where I don't get YG because Blackpink is so popular I mean, they can make a ton of money off of a single, but I don't know why you wouldn't just make more music and make even more money off of. Because it's cheaper to not put out any music and just sell dolls of dolls, 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 something like that. Sell Blackpink dolls. He, he knows how popular they are. So he's like, hey, I don't even need to put money into like buying a producer, putting producers to work, getting the girls to learn a dance. I don't have to do any of that work. All I got to do is sell concerts, and make cheap products that I know people will buy because they're dying for this content. And it's so horrible. It's such K-pop a- K-pop fans will buy anything, man. Ouch, I feel called out. I'm calling everyone out. Well, I kind of have to say that in terms of 21, I think they wanted to continue. It was just YG was YG. And he's like, nope, I'm going to release this new girl group and kind of <laughs> shove them to the side. And that, like, there were songs ready. And obviously there were issues with, what happened with Minzy and Park Bohm, that happened. But I knew that, that they still wanted to continue on. I don't think that they necessarily wanted to disband like this. But they could have pulled like a uh, beast turning into highlight or what BAP I think it's trying to do once they finish. Uh, sore subject. Are uh, they trying to? <laughs> well, I, I felt like that was the consensus when they all left the company. I felt like the consensus was, yeah, they're going to do, they're going to pull a beast going to highlight. I thought they were going to do that, too. Yeah, I think so. I feel like that's the track. Aren't they going to the army? Jungkook is in the army already. So I'm sure they're going to do the whole army thing and then come back together afterwards. That's that's what I see. But I mean, I'm sure 21 could have done the same type of thing. Like the way EXID, they're still together. But even though they've left the company, Girls Day is technically still the company. Uh, SNSD still technically eight eight member girl group, even though three of the members left the company. And it's kind of like a trend starting now. Of At the same of- time, to counter, counter you a little bit, Matt, um, is that what Highlight did, they were one of the pioneers to do it. And they kind of did it before, or they did it somewhat, what, after 21 disbanded? And the thing is, is that no other groups were really doing that same thing. I mean, we could talk about Xinhua and G.O.D., Yes, they did it, but they've been long established. For 21, I think it was more like, I know, like, we can guess and grasp that, yes, they still want to be together as a group, but we also have to think about the loops that Highlight had to climb in order for them to even just get their property back for their songs, to even be able to perform their old songs again. Do they have that ability? I thought they didn't get get that. Well, Highlight had to fight for, for theirs to get their um, their property for their songs back. What if YG gave them the ultimatum, like, if you just, like, you know, if you're going to do this, go this route, 
you don't get the intellectual property that is 21 songs. They own it. I mean, it. we all know that's what they did to coerce Big Bang to resign with them. Exactly. So that's why I think even though 21 had the opportunity to do it, it's YG has this hold over their their stuff that it's just like it's not gonna happen and it's very discouraging to call that out we all know how backwards the k-pop industry can be i know bryson has some strong feelings about that <sighs> wait that's all we get come on give us a little of that bryson tea. you're trying to make me be the controversial guy my dude we i mean saying controversial things is your turn yeah, so, so bryson T. Yeah. Share <laughs> uh, your opinion. Scolding. The floor is yours. What are we guys talking about? Labels? The horrible labels, yes. Well, it's, in my opinion, it's double-edged because the idols kind of know what they're signing up for. But, um, yeah, I just, man, you guys set me up on the wrong. <laughs> just, it's okay. Just say it. It's fine. The label industry in Korea just sucks. And it is what it is at that point. Labels just use people. I don't understand why labels control I don't know. Just K-pop labels suck. It's because of the money. That's not wrong. Like you nothing. You're not wrong. wrong. <laughs> Are you saying like labels have too much reach in their artists' like uh, well-being and lives and stuff like that? Is that what you're trying to get at? Or? Well, I say yeah because they make the artists like live together in like a like what a one-room apartment or whatever. I never. That's building. not always uh, the case. Smaller labels probably, but like these big labels like. Like, Cortrell would be able to see, because, like, Stray Kids, they live in, like, a three-bedroom apartment with all of their members and all of that stuff. And I guess it depends on the company. I know, like, if we go back to our favorite rookie boy group, Mont, like, they debuted and lived in the countryside for a little bit. And now that they all live in an apartment together um, in Seoul. So, like, I guess it depends on the company and, like, their goal for things. Like, Blackpink lives in, a, like, a like a townhouse. But Blackpink doesn't get songs. I just don't understand why artists can't record a song and just put it out, like, right there on the spot. Because money and producer rights. And we have some stuff coming up. We have some stuff coming up that will kind of go into detail about that. So keep an eye out. I think we've... Uh... We've gotten a bit off topic, but, you know, it's chill. So any final comments that you guys have on uh, everything that we discussed today? I'd love to hear something from Hamza because he's been very quiet this entire time. Who's Hamza? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think I was saying, like, basically with the labels, like, Cornini said about pretty much any type of label, especially in America. Where... Well, no, it depends on the, on the type of contract you sign. Okay, I guess that's all we're getting from Hamza. <laughs> I tried. So thank you, Car K-pop. Do you have anything left to add? Yes, we are starting an OnlyFans account. Five dollars a month. Bryson! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> if anyone has recommendations on the type of content you would like to see from the Car K-pop boys, just please oh, no. um, hit us on Twitter <laughs> at <laughs> underscore Car K-pop. <laughs> he actually said it. <laughs> oh jeez. Now, Yo. me personally, I am not a feet person, but if you pay $10 a month and the premium, whoa, whoa. you will get all 10 toes. <laughs> Keep it PG. Whoa. Okay. Now, for real, Car K-pop, do you have anything left to add? That was real. You have to you have to give me a trigger warning before you come out. I know. We are desperate for money. You, the YouTube ad revenue is no longer supporting the boys. Bryson, has it ever supported the boys? It supported Matt. <laughs> Anyways, we are, at, we are all in this together, guys. At the end of the day, subscribe to Card K-pop. Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Even though Hamza didn't talk much, I wish he talked more. But yeah, 
uh, thank you so much for having us. We'll make sure to include uh, Car K-pop socials when we launch the episode. On my end, uh, again, thank you Car K-pop for being um, our first guest. Can we just mention that they're our first guest on our podcast? Wait, we're yes. the, the first. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Can you guys have the honor. That? Of being um, the first guest. I just want to say thank you to Car K-Pop for being part of this podcast. And for those listening, um, please stay safe, stay clean, as I should say. Practice your physical and social distancing. Um, Brush I your teeth. <laughs> yes. Um, I know it sucks that we're all stuck at home, but make sure to get yourself some fresh air and some sunlight. And even if it's just going outside to in front of your house or into the backyard, you know, do that, um, do that self-care for yourself. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Definitely. Um, like Jay said, it's really important to take care of yourself during these trying times. Um, remember to wash your hands um, and take time for yourself because being stuck inside is going to drive us all a little stir crazy. Remember that we need the same things plants do, fresh air and sunlight. Wait, guys, I'm growing carrots since you're talking about plants. That's a life achievement right there for him. Do you guys want me to mail you any carrots when they're done? <laughs> Can we put this in an outtake episode, <laughs> What are you talking about? This is going in the real episode. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. If anybody wants Bryson's carrots, just... <laughs> or feet <I'll> some. <laughs> or feet pigs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Times are rough during Please. this, uh, this oh, no. pandemic. That stimulus no. check ain't gonna make it all. Jesus. How am I supposed to end this when... Y'all keep talking like this. I can't keep it. I can't keep it straight face. You guys like dogs? Yes. <laughs> I like dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna start crying because I'm laughing too much. Okay, and as always, uh, follow us on social media and check out our website. We post daily uh, a bunch of new content all the time, and we are always around to talk to you guys if you're interested. So this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.